When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now he's making room. He gets to the 50. He gets to midfield. He gets to the 40. What an athletic display by Trey Ford. He's magic. He is the magic man of the Canadian Football League right now. He's got a line to the net. He'll come in. The shot scores! Edmonton's home for great stories, local heroes, and everything you need on the Oilers and Elks. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Well, let's keep it going, I'm saying here. Let's keep it going. Five games in the National Hockey League tonight. In the second period in the late going in Winnipeg, the Canadians up 2 nothing. On the Winnipeg Jets, Josh Anderson with his fourth and Christian Dvorak, his third for the Canadians. Also in the third period, early in Detroit, the Ducks with a 4-1 win, or lead rather, over the Red Wings. The Pittsburgh Penguins a 3-2 lead over the Minnesota Wild. They're early in the third as well. The Stars with a 2-0 lead on the Seattle Kraken. That's uh, very early in the second period. In fact, it's just underway. And still to come tonight, the uh, fifth and final game is the Calgary Flames at home to the Florida Panthers. The Flames have won uh, two straight games. Of course, the Panthers just in town a couple days ago, and they beat the Oilers by a score of 5-1. to one. Monday Night Football, Jalen Hurts is in the lineup despite uh, traveling separately with his team, or from his team, rather, uh, has been really ill. And even yesterday, did not look good for him. But uh, he's in the lineup, already has a touchdown. Eagles with a field goal as well. They're up 10 nothing, And Geno Smith, despite being uh, hobbled with a groin injury, is active but not starting. It's Drew Locke that's starting for the Seattle Seahawks. The uh, Seahawks can't afford to lose any more games. And the... Uh, Eagles trying to break a two-game losing streak. So they're about six minutes to go in the second quarter. How you doing? Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins tonight on 6.30 Chet Inside Sports. You just heard Reed on Oilers now. Uh, pinch hitting for Bob Stoffers. I'm pinch hitting for Reed. The Certainty hotline is 780-496-0063. Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty, pro all the way. To mention 780-496-0063 is the number to call. So the Oilers, uh, they flew to New York, and uh, they will be playing the Islanders tomorrow. And coverage will begin Oilers now with Bob from uh, 2.30 to 4. Then from uh, 4 o'clock on, you'll hear the uh, face-off show, 5.30, the drop of the puck. The Oilers trying to break a two-game losing streak after that 5-1 win or loss to the uh, Florida Panthers. So perhaps some warts in their game and maybe getting on the road might be a good thing. What would you say, Leandro Eisidel? Of course, it's, it's important. Um, dropped two games. Um, last game was probably the first in a while that uh, we you know, really uh, didn't stick to our standards. So, um, three big games coming up before the break. 
Chris Knobloch on the road trip coming up here. Yeah, no, absolutely. Very tough teams, uh, good goaltending, um, teams that are playing pretty well. Uh, we got to find our, um, you know, all-round game. I think, you know, we're very disappointed in uh, the Tampa Bay game. So a game that probably got away from the Oilers as well, the Tampa Bay game, and you know, they did have a 3-2 lead, and then Andre Vasilevsky was outstanding, made 30, 53 saves, a club record, 57 shots. Then Sergei Bobrovsky was really good, in the especially in the second period after the Oilers made it 3-1, made a couple saves prior to the Hyman goal, and then after that made just save after save after save. He was really, really good. Pickard wasn't terrible. But unfortunately, he gets tagged with five goals against. Stuart Skinner did not have a good performance in the third period against the Lightning. The Hawks got off to a bad start. They found a way because they're simply better than the Hawks. And, you know, from my my vantage point, I think, and what we're going to ask, I'm going to ask Kelly Rudy about this as well, as uh, we'll hear from Kelly from uh, NHL on Rogers. He's their fine analyst, and uh, he's working tonight as well. As these, he's calling the Flames game with Rick Ball on uh, Sportsnet West. So we uh, recorded this uh, conversation earlier. We'll have that conversation after the 7:30 news. But you know, I, I look at the last three games, and I'm saying, ugh, bad starts. They've kind of felt their way into games a little bit, instead of really dictating the pace and and really stepping on the opponent early and then finding a way to just you know make them pay even more and that sort of thing and I wonder if bad habits really started to creep in a, in that Chicago game and I kind of ignored it maybe you did too because you're like well they won so they found a way I mean they were pretty good the last 40 minutes but there's always that old line in sports you know when a losing streak is about to end or a winning streak is about to end when you see a team play the opposite of that particular streak, when you basically don't get what you deserve. All right? So there you go. Uh, now, Tampa, maybe a different story. They got goalied in that game. Skinner wasn't as good. But here's, here's a problem right now for the Oilers. Their middle six is not that good right now as far as production. That includes Leander Eisaitl who has been playing with Matthias Janmark and has been playing with Warren Fogel, and they flipped McLeod, uh, him with McLeod, and they, you know, McLeod was playing with uh, Connor Brown and Evander Kane. The first line has been outstanding, been nuclear almost, just to, with their production, with, with Connor McDavid, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and Zach Hyman. The fourth line with Sam Gagne, James Hamblin, and Derek Ryan, They've been scoring and also drawing penalties and just hemming the opposition in. Now, Ryan's a concern because he uh, got hurt on uh, Saturday in that loss, so will he be able to play? Adam Ernie was in his spot on uh, on uh, at practice yesterday, and Ernie hasn't really impressed, although he does bring an edge and, and a physicality to the game. But you lose Ryan, you're losing a bit of a penalty killer too. So, But the lines were shook up. Because you got to find a way to get Leon Dreisaitl going. And unfortunately for Connor McDavid, he loses Ryan Nugent Hopkins, but he also gains Evander Kane, which probably is also a big excitement for McDavid because he knows Evander Kane's going to be excited to play with him. But Ryan Nugent Hopkins drops down to the second line. Although, you know, as Reed says, or even Bob has said it too, that 
Who's your first line? The the one with Ryan Nugent Hopkins on it. So you can make an argument there. But, you know, Warren Fogel's on the right side. Dreisaitl has his uh, familiar winger in, in Nugent Hopkins. And Connor Brown drops to the third line with McLeod and Yanmark. And Chris Knobloch on uh, switching all these lines. A little more balance, especially when we're going on the road. Other teams being able to match lines with us and... Um you know we don't have that last change so they can get their five guys against our top unit as much as possible and um, yeah we just want a little more balanced score um, it's tough breaking up that line they've been so good those three but um, i think it's best for our team uh for the long run and you know and you look at the uh you look at the 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 playoff chase which i mean it's sad that we have to look at the playoff chase now uh, but that's just the way it is, considering the, how poor the Oilers started the season. They have 27 points at 13, 14, and 1, and they find themselves five points back of the playoff spot. Uh, the last wild card spot in the West, because the Arizona Coyotes have that spot at 32 points. Uh, points percentage, the Oilers have a better points percentage than Seattle, uh, better points percentage than Calgary, which is great, but you're also behind those teams as well, points-wise, and that's, you know, at the end of the day, is what matters but the problem is is that's that bad start is always going to rear its ugly head okay because you look was it two two three years ago when 21 or 22 sorry when the when the change was made from dave tippett to jay woodcroft they were on a terrible run where they won like two and 16 games but they had a 16 five and one start they had cushion they had a little bit better cushion last year. Not much, but a little bit better. Right now, the cushion's flat. That's how it feels like. But they're in position, in my view, to really rise up the standings here. But you can't you can ill afford to have games like they had against the Panthers. I'm not as worried about the Hawks game because they found a way to beat a, a lesser team. Tampa, they need to cash in on their chances. And look, you got to give Azaleski credit. They need better goaltending. But you got to be sharper defensively and maybe going on the road, you kind of get back to basics. And a six-game homestand at this time of the year can be tough as well to keep your focus. And Kelly Rudy is going to talk about that as well. He's been there and he's done that. The goaltending situation is interesting. The last time we saw Skinner play, not good. People overreacted to that grossly, in my opinion. He was a 935 save percentage in the previous seven games combined. One bad period does not make a goaltender. I still think he's good. But he's got to carry this load right now, and it's tough. You know, Pickard is a better option than Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell last three games in Bakersfield, and he got pulled on Saturday. His last three games, he has an 8-1-7 save percentage. Calvin Pickard has got a win and a loss his last couple uh, starts. Beat the Devils at home. Lost to the Panthers at home. But you kind of look at Pickard and you go, okay, we can kind of go with you a little bit here. To me, it's how quickly will this team, and they will address the goaltending. I'm, I'm totally convinced of that. And they just have to. <laughs> That's another thing, too. But you look at their schedule from now until the end of January. They don't play in very many games. And the quality of opponent is kind of favorable for the Oilers. 
So Stuart Skinner can get some games and get some rest as well. But in my view, is this the time where you strike? Or do you ride this out and see what happens? Ken Holland's patient, but I also think Ken Holland is, you know, maybe getting a little bit leaned on by Jeff Jackson, who is in charge of hockey operations. So if he's saying, look, Kenny, you got to find a deal here, he's going to find a deal. So when we all talk about, you know, I would love to have a winger for dry saddle to play with on the right side. I would love that. I would love a top four D-man. I would love that. That'd be fantastic. The priority is the goaltender right now. Because, look, I would love to see Connor Brown score more, but we've gone through this before with Jesse Pugliarvi, with Kyler Yamamoto, now with Connor Brown. The sixth forward in the top six has been very inconsistent. But you know what? They found a way to get by without it. And maybe get by is an understatement. Because they found some scoring, especially last season, on the third line. They found some this year on the fourth line. But you got to settle this goaltending situation. So you got a busy week. you got three and four coming up. Pickard's going to play one of the games probably in New Jersey. I'm with Reed. I don't think you're playing in New Jersey because you're playing a hunch here. You know, New Jersey's a little vulnerable, as Frank Cervelli from Daily Faceoff told Reed on Oilers Now that uh, Lindy Ruff, uh, shaky ground. They're kind of right there, you know, to kind of make a move. But is Lindy Ruff the man to take them? So they're a little vulnerable right now. But after this stretch and after the Christmas break, they don't play, the Oilers don't play a lot of games. 780-496-0063, that's the number. Call or text. I'd like to get your thoughts on it. As I mentioned, still to come, Kelly Rudy from the NHL on Rogers. Love talking to Kelly. I don't talk to Kelly very much, obviously, because I... I fill in for Reed, and quite often that's in the summertime or that's in all-star all star time. And, you know, if the Oilers are out early enough in the playoffs, maybe I get I get Kelly. You know, But sometimes I don't. Quite often I don't. So I love talking to Kelly, Rudy. And uh, that and much more coming up on 630 Chat Inside Sports. Campbell in for Wilkie. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Dave Campbell for Reed Wilkins tonight. Oilers in action tomorrow, beginning of a three-game New York road trip against the Islanders. Coverage begins at 2.30 with Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Reed is around with the face-off show at 4 and then the drop of the puck at uh, 5.30 from UBS Arena in New York, Islanders and Oilers. 780-496-0063 is the number to call or text. Kellen! What are the people saying? Belmont Park, New York. Belmont Park, you knew it. That's right. That's where the UBS Arena is. There you go. Yes, it built adjacent to the world-famous uh, horse race track. There, very, so. very nice. So there we go. Good company. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, Dino Bambino, text, or sorry, Dino Bambino, let me retry, try that again, <laughs> is texting tonight, not Dino Bambino. <laughs> uh, he texts in and says, uh, I know what you're saying, but there's no difference if we would have started off 8-0 and and ended up at this record now. It has nothing to do with what time of the year the bad streak started at. If we would have started with 16 straight points, but ended up with the same record, we would be in the exact same position chasing the exact same teams. That's from Dino Bambino. Okay, I see what you're saying. I mean, if the 
if you just shuffle the deck chairs around, then it's, yes, it is in the exact same situation. You're right. So what if they've lost two of their, or eight of their last 10? Well, then I would tell you, Dino the Bambino, that it was a, a free fall. Mm-hmm. But we're not talking about that. So, look, the reality is this. They got off to a bad start. That didn't help them. This isn't helping right now. Now, do I think they can make the playoffs? Yes. Do I think they will make the playoffs? Yes, I really do. I really do. They're playing at such a crazy rate offensively, and I don't see that slowing down just because they had two tough nights beating the goaltender. And Andre Vasilevsky and in Sergei Bobrovsky. Now they're playing, if they play Ilya Sorokin, I mean, he's a tough one. But he's kind of fallen off a little bit too. Islanders are boring as heck. <laughs> they don't play very inspired hockey as far as exciting hockey goes. Whatever works for you, I guess. But you know what? Last time the Oilers played a patient game and they found a way to get some goals behind Sorokin. So it's just, you know... This is uh, this is not. I don't think this is the point where you go. Wow, the Oilers are completely unraveling, and this is undone. Now, if they lose tomorrow, that's a three-game losing streak, and that's the problem. What I'm saying, you know, you know, the Bambino. Yes, you can flip it, but you know what? Would you be as nervous uh, if they lose tomorrow and it's three straight games? Probably. But the, but the the variables change, okay. And it, it's like I I can't tell you what the, the anyone else's record would be like if it was in reverse. All I can tell you is they started bad and are playing better hockey since the coaching change. That's all I can tell you. And all I can tell you is that bad start put them in a bad footing, and they can't afford many losing streaks anymore. They're in a position where they got to win two out of three, or they got to win four out of six, or they got to win five out of eight. They got to win six of nine, seven of ten, eight of eleven. You get what I'm saying here? So that's the type of hockey they got to play. They're five points out of a playoff spot, and they have one, two, three, four teams to climb over. Well, five if you count Arizona. But maybe it's you just focus on Arizona and Nashville. Or Arizona right now. I mean, you're don't worry about anybody else right now. They're already points percentage better than two other teams, right? So anyway. That start did not make things comforting is what I'm saying. Two losses and you're like, oh boy, look at that now. <laughs> so it's gonna be this push pull all the way. Kelly Rooney coming up next on Inside Sports.